The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So just give us a moment to say, what have you noticed about your practice? Uh, anything at all? Uh, you know, what, uh, what's it like or what's easy or difficult or what doesn't make sense or what touches you or scares you? Anything you want to say. And by the way, as far as um, saying things, just as each individual pair or triad or whatever is a confidential unit, this retreat is all confidential. So whatever is said here stays here. Okay? Can we agree to that? Okay. Thank you very much. So any, uh, any observations or questions, reflections of any kind? Yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Gail. Thank you. Huh. So I um, uh, had a, uh, an emotional reaction to what I heard and witnessed as I was in this um, situation. And I, uh, I'm wondering if there's uh, any kind of clear understanding about... I, I'm, I'm um, thinking that it might be helpful to have a demonstration so that people can observe, you know, what mindful dialogue looks like. Sure. Because mm -hmm. what I noticed was that um, there are a lot of conversations around me that were distracting. Yeah. Um, people asking, you know, somebody speaking and then somebody asking a question or people, mm -hmm. you know, telling stories about their day. and Sure. And... Uh, I just um, have a need to feel, you know, safe and contained here. Okay, and, thank you. Um, wondering if people need more instruction. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, uh, let's talk a little bit about the practice in general. Um, one of the reasons I don't do what you're asking for is so that it can go where it needs to go so people can discover for themselves how the mind is really off on its own track, telling its stories, taking its concerns, maybe doing things that are deeply, uh, not deeply unskillful. If it's deeply unskillful, I really want to know about it and, and we'll have to deal with that. Uh, but there's, you know, sort of more, more um, harmless you know, things that we do like uh, uh, just completely get lost in our own story and completely forget that you're there meditating and maybe you have something that you want to say or maybe I should really learn to pay attention to my own mind, you know, and I don't know how to yet. And I, I really want to stress for all of us that this is normal. We have spent our entire lives on automatic when it comes to relationship. We speak with such facility. It's so easy for us to just speak and to understand at the surface what someone's saying. We can do it without thinking about it, right? Do you agree? I mean, we do it all the time without thinking about it. Because we can, that's exactly what we do. We keep doing it 
not only without thinking about it, but entirely without the perspective of, of mindfulness that knows what's going on as it's happening. So a lot of this is kind of the sweet sadness of our, of our ignorance, of our habits. Now there are certain things that, you know, I spoke to confidence, so now I'll speak to other aspects of wholesome speech. I'm not, this is not going to be a long lecture on right speech. I could certainly speak about it in depth and from a Buddhist standpoint and so on. This is just the basic, basic stuff. We're telling the truth. We're not lying. If you feel a lot of judgments about someone or you feel sexually attracted to them or you, know, you feel a lot of anger towards them, this is your reaction. This is not about them. This is your meditation practice now. This is, these are things that observe the sensations in the body. Let it be. To tell someone else, let's say, that you're attracted to them is to turn them into an object and then they have to be on the defense because they've been turned into something for you and they have to watch out. Or if you're feeling all judgmental about them and you start saying all that, then we're just in this normal, defended way of being that doesn't support the meditating mind. So I I will confess, I often take those kinds of things for granted in a group like this, that people will know not to do that. But you're asking this question, it's really a a gift, thank you. Right? Um, But there are certain things that might come up in practice that are sort of uh, maybe not so visible to us. Like, I'll be giving you advice as to how to practice. Or worse, I'll be giving you advice about your problems that I see. You know, you've told me something about um, I'm not feeling so comfortable right now. And you say, oh, you know, that's probably because, or you should do this. Or, you know what I'm saying? That's again, that's just your, the habit mind trying to make itself comfortable or find its identity in being the helper, and it's just a reaction. That's all it is. Even a reaction of kindness. Where's the sati? Where's the mindfulness? Where's the pause? Do you see what I'm saying? This is meditation. All of that stuff that I just described, all those, you know, and and we could go on with any number of ways that practice can manifest in those reactive patterns, right? You can think of a million stories. You probably just witnessed a few in yourself and your partner. The equivalent in silent meditation is exactly that train that happens in your own wandering thoughts, right? Or maybe when you sit, your mind is completely still. I don't know. How is it for you, really? Usually not, right? Usually the mind has plenty to say, doesn't it? And you're not noticing. You're in the thought. You fall in. Well, here, that falling in, my friends, is visible. It's a very naked practice. Are you present or not? 
And if you're sitting in judgment of another, if you're objectifying them, turning them into an object of your anger or sexuality or, um, or threat even, then this is reaction. Is there knowing or is there not? Right? So, you know, the question you're asking is really a, a, a kind of a defining question. It's like, what is this practice, you know? So, I really appreciate it. And there's another question that you didn't ask that also has that defining quality. People often wonder, what do I do with my eyes? What is this about? This is like, am I supposed to gaze? Hey, this is cool. You know, and what is that? Now, let's stay with me just a minute. So, okay, it's like, Right? Okay, so we're doing this. And what's going on? Greed. Give me. Right? Give me your attention. I'll give you mine. Maybe we'll have an experience. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So get to the basics. You know, greed, hatred, delusion. You know, that basic Buddhist stuff. What's the mind doing? Give me. Right? But also, what's this mind doing? Right? Aversion. Fear. It's a tender human response. So is the greed. We just don't see that. You know, the greed is coming out of stress and pain too. Because there's a dissatisfaction with just how things are. So you want something else. This is a path of peace. And out of peace, we find compassion, we find love. Out of peace, we find wisdom. We see things clearly. As long as we're in the reactions of greed and hatred, of desire and aversion, then that's the cycle of pain that keeps the mind agitated We can't be clear and we continue down that track of agitation. And again, I say to you, in all uh, uh, kind of softness in my heart, I feel as I say this, in this practice, all of this is visible. Usually, You're in your island universe of individual practice, which has the astonishingly beautiful gift of simplicity. Right? You don't have all of this uh, stimulation of these other beings. This is why individual silent practice is the foundation so that we can discover awareness, so we can discover the moment, so we can begin to stabilize the mind. So I'm inviting you into this extension, into the relational practice, but it's not a trivial thing that we're doing. But you can do it. You can do it. 
It's just going to have all these manifestations of the pulling away and the pushing forward that come from a whole lifetime in each of us of conditioning. Do you understand? So, okay, so just bear with me a minute. So just look around the room at all these people. Just, you know, glance around. Okay, all these different faces. Not, not a big deal. You don't have to get weird. Just all these different people, right? Okay, so there's all these different people. And they were just glancing around at you. And to them, you were just a different people. See what I'm saying? So it's like all kind of equal here. You with me? Okay. So take a moment to just reflect on your life. I don't see anyone in here that's younger than 20 or whatever. But so many of us are stretching well into, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh, even decade, right? Right? So, okay. That's a lot of years. Yeah. It's a lot of months. And for every one of us, no exceptions, it's a lot of moments. Do you understand? Each moment conditions the next. So all these people that you look around at, all of us, each one of us, profoundly conditioned by this very life, by our genetics, our families, by the evolution of the human species, tenderized to be sensitive to other human beings so we could survive, so we could know what's safe, what's not safe. Circuits in the brain dedicated to relational safety and fear. Firing all the time. Do you understand what I'm saying? Firing all the time. All the time. Did you hear that part of it? This is built into the structure of the organism. And each one of us comes with absolutely uncountable stories of moments. What do you think is going to happen when we put one of these astonishingly sensitive, complicated beings with another? Oh my God. (laughs) Right? All the sending and receiving of signals. But hey, guys, this is what we do all the time. This is life. If you meditate while engaged, you will see into that nature just as you see into the nature of the mind. In silent or relational meditation, you see into the nature of the body-mind, the heart. And this is what you see. This is what we see together. You can't do this alone. You can imagine it alone, but it's not the same. Well, fortunately, there's also the fact that we're here with a certain intention 
I'm going to be bold and just offer, you know, maybe some of the intentions that you might be feeling. The intention that brings you here to be more mindful, let's say. To wake up. Maybe there's the intention to wake up all the way to something that we call liberation. To be free from the fetters that bind us. Free from bondage. Wow. What an intention. Or maybe simply, you know, you come with the intention to calm down a bit because life is complex. But whatever these good intentions, these wholesome intentions are, unless maybe some of you came to find a date for tonight, I don't know. I hope not. Okay, so, so there's these wholesome intentions, really beautiful intentions. So we're not just meeting in ignorance. I'm going to repeat that. We're not just meeting in ignorance. We're meeting in the wisdom behind these intentions. This is not McDonald's or Starbucks. You showed up at a meditation center, so did everyone else. There's a reason for that. That's part of the power of our practice together. That I look at you, you look at me, there's a tacit agreement. Are you awake? And you look at me and you're saying to me, are you awake? Right? So just as we have the challenge together, we have the power together. Make sense? I mean, I'm not speaking Greek here. This is very straightforward stuff. It's just that it's outside of our usual conception of meditation, but the actuality of it. It's very simple. Okay. Any other questions? Yeah. Just, just to be clear, sure. um, what I heard that when we're sitting together, we're kind of me- as if we're meditating alone, but we're meditating with it means we're getting in touch with our sensations in the body, or if there are thoughts. I don't. I didn't understand. Like she was telling that people were questioning and conversation. I thought that you are experiencing the moment and what comes up to you at that moment, right? It's not to tell what happened today and what I'm feeling today. It's not that, right? Mm -hmm. It's in the moment where we are. We feel and we pose. And if there is nothing happening, nothing is happening. Right? right? Is that it? I just want to make sure that I'm clear. Yeah, that is. That is it. So we're not telling a story or, or what happened yesterday or, or what yeah. do we think about it or philosophical ideas or, no? Correct. Okay. Right. And we recognize that we may find ourselves off telling stories anyway. Just because, just because the mind does that. It wants to be entertained. It wants to, I want you to hear my story. So even though I got instructions otherwise, now I have a chance someone's listening to me, I'm going to tell my story. 
It's it's just going to happen. I'm mm. telling you. I, you know. No, no. I know it will happen. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I want to know about the a benchmark, kind yes, of a reference where, point. Where, yeah. Right. Yeah. Because the experience that we had together yeah. um, uh, with Dimple, <laughs> and um, it was amazing because as I, she was saying things, you know, to me that it tickled me, you know, my heart, you know, and and it was, but I didn't know if I need to say that or experience it myself, uh, what I'm feeling that. And then the tension that I have originally when we started, suddenly it just subsided and there was this incredible rest uh, that, and and sadness came. And then I, and I sat with it, with the sadness, and then I experienced from the sadness, what was it, the sadness? And, and it was a, a, a wonderful insight that I don't have to come what I've even learned from the past, even about meditation and Dharma and everything when I'm with people. Yeah. I can just be resting in that place yeah. and coming in the moment yeah. of what comes out from me and not with this mind thing of what I know, 30 years of experience, to tell people, you know, do do, do, do this, do that, this is good. (laughs) Even good, uh, kind things, even kind things. Right, that's right, that's right. And it was was just beautiful to sit with that, uh, that that mindfulness and and resting, that Mm -hmm. posing. Deeply, I think, just gave me the insight of of Mm. how to be with people. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. And in a moment, you'll see that you've anticipated the next meditation instruction, which I'll offer in just a moment. I want to see if there's just another one or two questions. Yeah. Um, is it on? Yeah. Um, when I was speaking with my partner, we each had a moment of making an observation about the other that I think it felt helpful and skillful at the Mm. time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was also, I I sort of latched onto it as something external to process. So I I guess my question is, is it ever skillful to make an observation about your Mm -hmm. partner? Okay. Um, Because you had just spoken to when it's unskillful. Yeah, yeah. Well, depending on how far we get today, I'll just give you a look ahead somewhere in the practice, whether it's today or some future retreat you do or something. This sense of speaking the truth, what do I speak, what do I not speak, is a very beautiful, subtle question when it comes to meditation. Actually, when it comes to life, but in meditation, it's really etched. Like you're asking, do I speak this or not? And so, you know, the, there is this contemplation that we were given, which happened to be in this example, just this moment of sensation or noticing the mindfulness, noticing the pause is how I said it, noticing the pause. And then maybe something else comes up like, oh, I just saw that this person was pausing and that was interesting to me, right? So you've noticed something else. 
But in that moment, you can ask yourself about the contemplation, you know, is what happens when I pause, I notice this person pausing, something like that. But that might just not fit, because like, let's say I've invited a contemplation on death, and you notice this person's pause, just to make it more stark, starkly different. Do I notice that? Well, sometimes you just let go of the contemplation. I'm not talking about death right now, but I'm noticing when you paused, this is how it was. So you're speaking the truth, or you see, if you're speaking the truth of your own experience, that's the only truth you can know, right? Subjective experience, this is meditation. What's known by mindfulness is all you can know, right? So if it's, you, you know, when there was, when this person paused, it felt this way. But if you're saying, your practice is like this, it's sort of this, then you're falling into this abstraction that could carry you anywhere, conceptually, emotionally, in a not-so-helpful way, right? Um, And so I would probably let that go, just in the sense it doesn't have that quality of, of subjective truth. Now, let's be clear that part of this moment of pausing, what I'm mindful of, includes the other, right? Like, for example, you look away from me, and it feels like this, because I saw you look away. There's no denial that, and we'll be talking about the internal and the external. You, how many of you know the Satipatthana Sutta? I mean, no internal mindfulness, external mindfulness, and both? Have many heard you heard of that teaching? Okay. Well, anyway, it's a really important teaching of the Buddha that is almost entirely ignored because people don't know what to do with internal and external and both. Well, this is something we're doing here. We do know what to do with it. So we'll be addressing, addressing that as well. Yeah, just a couple of more quick questions, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, in the later part of the um, practice, I felt that from the place of pause, there was nothing I needed to say. Although, <laughs> although we were supposed to take turns, I was quite content if she wanted to say something, that, that would be fine. If she didn't, that was fine. Yeah. And all the buzzing that was going on was no longer from the outside. They were all there inside. Yeah. I, I just felt that... Um, what is there to say? <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know whether um, that that's like I'm trying. There was there was no mind involved, but there was like yeah. effort for me to think about what should I say. Sure. So I said, drop it. <laughs> so yeah. I went back to the pause. So I don't know whether that is the process I need to follow, yeah. or whether. It was just a newbie mm-hmm. trying to do this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that was perfectly fine practice, to not speak. Okay. And there's also a certain generosity of speech that might come up also. Mm-hmm. Just like, no, you know, it's like a chance to uh, 
continue your practice, you might say. Mm-hmm. What's it like to speak mm. with mindfulness? Mm-hmm. So there's that. Because one can actually come to quite profound tranquility where there's no urge to speak. Mm. And there's still a willingness mm-hmm. right, to, to speak and to explore this moment of awareness. But to, to just be allowing the awareness, the continuity of awareness, and there's nothing that has that power to be spoken is, you know, is also completely acceptable practice. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. There were just a couple more. Um, were you, did you speak or did you want to speak? Okay, so let's give her the mic first. And... So my partner and I, um, just unspokenly, we both had our eyes closed the entire time. Ah. And then just very at the very end, the last part, yeah. we kind of communicated how that was. And I have never sat with someone before and had, it wasn't a conversation, but an ex, you know, this exchange. Um, and it was really impactful. I mean, I've, um, it was, I felt so present and I felt his presence so strongly. And there was no, there, there was no need to say anything if something came up, you know, I, we, I said something. Um, but it makes me realize how much vi- the visual component is, has such, so much to do with how we relate to each other. And, and when, we, when I close my eyes and I turn that off, how much more mindful and present I am. And I'm just wondering if that's a really good training. I mean, what I'm wanting to do now is, like, you know, have more conversations with my eyes closed. <laughs> you know, I feel yeah, like yeah. it would be really rich. Yeah. Um, so I'm just wondering if that's, like, training the training wheels, and then later I'll get better at that, and then I can open my eyes and yeah. have more mindful good. conversations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the question. Yeah. Um, so that brings me to the... Com- I didn't complete talking about the eye contact, so I'll, I'll speak about that just a moment longer, and then we'll have... I think there was one more person. Yeah, and then, then we'll stop the questions. Um, your observation that the visual contact is uh, particularly sensitive... Is, is valid, right? I mean, even just the, the psychophysics of, of visual perception, there is so much data that comes in through the eyes, it's uncanny. And we are so closely tuned in, 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 the, in, the, in the brain mind to respond to that, that we vibrate quite a bit. However, all of that is what? tension right it's it's the it's it's the it's the constant responding of the conditioned body mind can this be tranquil or not and i offer that for sure it can that is a training so 
It's also a training to be tranquil or to be steady or to be mindful while just listening. But I would advise all of you, all of us, to allow the visual contact, noticing the tenderness, noticing what's difficult. Some of you are likely pulling away from visual contact. Please know this is completely natural. Really. Because we're so sensitive. And culturally, culturally, it's, uh, uh, you know, for many of us, considered uh, rude to look right in someone's eyes. Or for them to look right at us is like an affront. This, too, is simply a conditioned reaction. Whether it's a positive or negative, it's just another reaction. Can we be meditating? It's like this right now. And I want to pull away. Or I want to stay here. I want to close my eyes. Or when I open my eyes, it's very tender. It's all known by awareness. Do you see what I'm saying? Nothing is left out. There is no frame that we don't see. It's all known. All of it. So, uh, this is a good time, then I don't have to say it later during lunch, so I'll say it now. When you're doing either walking meditation or eating lunch in silence and all those things, don't try to avoid eye contact. But if you see that you're trying to go out to get it, like you really want the pleasure of it, notice that. Notice the urging of the heart for, you know, social contact. Or if someone looks at you and you pull away, you know, you just want to be you and your sandwich, you know. Um, Notice that, like the, the pulling away. It's okay. Nothing is right or wrong. It's just known. Known with kindness. So I would recommend when you go back to dialogue, practice with your eyes open. And if you find yourself in the kind of the tenderness of that pulling away, allow yourself to pull away. If you find yourself able to come back, I mean, look at you looking at me right now. I'm looking right at you and there's no big problem here. It's because it's safe. Sometimes we don't feel safe and, you know, it's like that. And that's okay. Okay, I just want to add one thing, though. It felt more intimate. It really did. I it believe It felt you. much more intimate. I believe than... you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because in that space, that was a way it felt intimate because it could be safe, right? Because you weren't pulling away, you could be close, right? So is it possible to know what the pulling away is that happens when the eyes are open and for that to be settled, for the body-mind to come to peace with the, the totality. See for yourself. You just ex- explore it. Last question. I've um, wanted this for a very long time, and I'm realizing coming here um, what I'm truly trying to get through all this meditation and practice I want to be able to listen to my sons 
without being so reactive yeah. to what they say. And it's easy for me to sit here and have somebody say, I'm moving to Buenos Aires. But for the closer you get to me, the less I can be there for you in a, as a meditative presence and have you just be able to speak your heart to me no matter what it is. Because I'm filled with volcanic reactions yeah. to every single thing these boys of mine say. And I realize I'm listening to them the way my mother listened to me. And I don't want to listen to them like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why I'm here. Okay. And I'm just hoping for that kind of... That, that I would like to be able to listen in peace okay. to whatever is said to me by anyone. Great. Yeah. Wonderful aspiration. Wonderful aspiration. A step at a time, we move in the direction of stability of the heart. I guess that's my question. Can I get there? Do you want to? You ready to work? Groovy. So, you know, we practice. Thank you for your honesty and your, you know, humanity. Very kind of you to share that. So I'd like to, before we stop for uh, midday food, introduce the next Insight Dialogue Meditation Instruction. And I think what I'll do is uh, uh, speak a little bit about it now, since we're all together in this. I mean, your quality of attention, by the way, is really good. Thanks a lot. It makes it easier to teach. Um, so while we're here, and in fact, several people have said things, not the least of which this last comment, um, but also what was said earlier, that point to this next meditation instruction. So this pause. Mindfulness, yeah? Is that clear so far, that the pause is just noticing this moment, becoming aware that, you know, of what's going on, and you know you're aware, here we are, right? Very straightforward. But, in fact, when we pause, when we become mindful of this very moment of experience, what we may notice is that the moment is not so simple. Maybe our eyes are open and we're vibrating. Or maybe someone has just said something difficult. Or maybe in this moment of mindfulness it is simple and there's a clarity of awareness that's kind of shared, right, between two or 
two of you. Could be three or four of you, just so you know. So in this moment of experience where knowing things as they are is happening, how do we meet this experience? How do we meet it when it's difficult? How do we meet it when it's beautiful and simple? How do we meet it when it's interesting? How do we meet it when it's boring? How do we meet experience? What do we do? What's the response? So the next meditation instruction is pause, relax. Pause, relax. So the surface intention, the surface aspect of relax is just what it sounds like. Is there any tension, let's say, some, you know, in the body, in the face, the shoulders, the belly? And if it's possible to relax the tension, volitionally, we do. You may be surprised at how great a capacity you have to do that for tension that you didn't even know was there. Right? Very frequently, you just give attention to the muscles around your eyes and offer, relax, and you can feel just a subtle letting down or the jaw or something in the you know the hands pause relax and it's a doorway in it's like it gives us just the beginning of somewhere to put our feet on the gravel slope of the moment yeah it's just a starting point that often we'll pause and actually we can say relax until the cows come home and the body won't relax. This is the kind of volcanic reactivity but it's also can be very subtle reactions or it can be desire, or it can be a kind of, maybe this person was not very kind, they just said something nasty about me, and I'm kind of churning, right? I'm feeling uncomfortable, fearful, angry. Right? You with me? You ever felt fearful or angry with someone? Right? And it's, you can say, relax, it's like, forget it. But let's look at the, just if you'll give me a minute, the physiology of that. You know, you've, you've, you've called me a pompous idiot. You know, I react. What happens in that moment of reaction? It's not just firing of neurons. There's all these hormones going through the whole body. Neurotransmitters are shooting away. I've got some adrenaline going on. So what happens? I say relax. You think the adrenaline disappears. Don't think so. 
So it's like this right now, yeah? This is how it actually is. And pausing, we know it. Oh my God, I'd rather just go get drunk and I don't have to be aware. Right? That's the moment of separating from experience. Oh, no, I don't want to pause. I'm going to launch into some attack, some story, some emotion, some whatever. Pause. It's like this. It's like this. So in that moment, what relax is to the body, accept is to the mind. Pause, relax, pause, accept. So it's still this moment of perhaps difficulty or confusion or boredom or sadness or desire or whatever one is feeling. Pause, and it's like this. And relax is this receiving, allowing it to be this way. So now mindfulness can stay with it because it's giving attention to the receptivity. And we train in that receptivity. Right? We train to accept or to receive. We may not like it, but we're just not rejecting. Allowing it to be like this. Allowing it. Allowing confusion. Allowing boredom. Allowing anger. It's like this. Pause. Relax. Receive. So your instructions for meditation are to give your attention to pause and especially relax. To notice where there's tension and you can invite the ease. If there's no ease, receive, allow. <coughs> Actually, specifically and intentionally do this the same way in insight meditation you would remember to return, let's say, to the breath or the body or whatever your practice is. Remembering, pause, relax, relax, receive. What's that like in that moment? That's your practice. Okay? Pause, relax, accept. So uh, there will be, I, I'm going to want to focus on practicing, and we now have an odd number. So I'm uh, going to invite that there will be one group of three. Um, Nick, do you mind being in the group of three as one of the, okay? And Nick will listen both times. So you're going to choose a speaker, first speaker, first listener, and find another meditation part you don't know. So let's stand up. And uh, if you want to wander about, you can. But meanwhile, really just find a partner is okay too. Someone you don't know would be best. Thank you. Okay. So, um... You already have most of the instructions, but I'll just refine it so that you actually know what to do when you enter into dialogue. Um, so the, the 
instructions for the listener and the speaker are actually entirely the same. It's just that one of you is speaking and one of you is listening. You're going to be observing where in the body there's any tension or holding, including in this sensitive interpersonal moment, you look at your meditation partner and you know there's a reaction to that, that's okay. Noticing the tension, pause, relax. So there's a turning towards it in the pause and a w waking up to it. And what happens when you invite relax? Does the muscular tension, for example, ease? See if there is any in the face or you know, shoulders or hands or belly or wherever. What happens when you offer relax? Does it shift? You can describe that. You can say what happens. It's only in this moment. Only in this moment. And if there's no letting go, no relaxing, and there's this residue of tension, let's say, or discomfort or desire or even happiness, you can notice the happiness as well, feel it in the body, accept, allow. What happens? How does it shift? How does it move? Pause. Relax, receive. And let it bring a steadiness to the mindfulness. Pause, relax. So you're specifically looking to see if there's any tension or excitement. It doesn't have to be negative tension, excitement. Pause, relax. And if you are thinking, oh, I am 100% relaxed, uh, I'll just say, I doubt it. And remember, relax encompasses accept, allow. How does it shift when you offer that? Accept. Let your practice support you. Pause, relax, accept. Is a question? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, I, the speak, okay, I'll be more specific for the speaker. You can speak what's happening when, that, when you notice that, if you want to, if you feel somehow like it's not comfortable for you to say what it is that's happening, you can say and be, remain in silence. Intern you say internally, right? You don't need to verbalize the pause, relax. And I recommend you move over just a little bit because you've got someone right here. So you're actually in this moment of experience internally, pause, relax, allow. 
Let your practice support you. New speaker, new listener. The practice is the same. As you speak, as you listen, it's the same. Pausing, noticing the experience in this moment. Is there, t is there some excitement or some tension or some holding, some pushing? Pushing away, pause, relax. Could be a releasing of muscular tension. Or perhaps it's just like this. There's some mind state or some emotion or even some physical tension that won't be released. It, uh, relaxing makes no sense there. Just receive, accept. And what's it like? You can give voice to the experience if you're the speaker and as you're the listener, observing the experience, pausing and relaxing as you listen. Now we'll remove the form of taking turns as we work with pause, relax, accept. And um, it's, it's kind of interesting because when you're taking turns, it's kind of safe in the sense that it's, you know, you know who's going to speak and it's simple that way. But now, as one person 
speaks, the other person might speak any moment, and you could actually go back and forth and sort of rev up the system between the two of you. So the practice of pause, relax, invites a constant re revisiting of is there a uh, reaction in the body? Is there tension? Even to this interpersonal moment, or maybe just to somehow my physical sitting. I don't know what it's going to be. But is there something that would be met now with this quality of receptivity? And what happens as I do that? What happens as I listen to my partner and hear his or her process? Pausing and relaxing as I listen. And you can speak that. And the mindfulness continues through the silences, through the listening, through the speaking. Still very simple. We're not in the living room with our friends or our partners, we're not engaged in a complex activity, this is where we begin our practice, right here. This is where insight may arise, right here. Pausing, relaxing. Let your practice support you. Just the next moment, you might see if you're waiting for something else to happen. As we continue with uh, our practice of pause, relax, 
I'd like to offer a contemplation that uh, is a little more what you might say weight-bearing, uh, a contemplation that challenges your practice, that gives you something to work with, you might say. And I'd like to draw from one of the hundreds and hundreds of contemplations the Buddha offered. He taught much more than just mindfulness, the Buddha. He was offering ways of really looking at this human experience as it actually is so we could see where the mind is attached so we could know freedom from that attachment, that grasping. And one place that the mind, the heart attaches is to this body. This body and its sensations. This body and its dependence on so many things. This body and its impermanence. This body that needs so much care. So one of the contemplations that he offered was really about not just the vulnerability of this body, but the certainty that this body is subject to illness, injury, sickness. He suggested that young monks reflect on this, young nuns reflect on this, young lay people, lay men and lay women reflect on this, to overcome the pride of the health of this body. Of course, some of us are maybe long past that pride and simply dealing with the body in its difficulties. But can this too be met with pause, relax? And remembering that relax, you can check and see if there's any tension when you think about this, tension in the body. But you can also notice, okay, well, I feel some sensation in the gut. Accept, receive, allow. Pause, relax, accept. You don't need to take turns because you're really entering in, into the truth of this shared human experience. 
together in, a, in meditation. So you present this thought to the mind, the certainty of illness, the vulnerability to injury, sickness, and so on. How does it actually touch you when you present it to the mind? What do you notice in the body? Pause, relax. What would be spoken? What would be let go? And remember, you're meditating with someone else, so if you have a million things to say, you're going to, of course, want to also offer the generosity of listening. Pause. Relax. As your partner shares something, maybe something quite tender about his or her injury or illness or something like that or a fear of that or something like this, and the body-mind starts to respond and you want to take care of them and fix them and tell them it's okay, pause, relax, receive, remain present to experience. Don't push it away but also not falling in. It's quite a balance. The tip of the moment is this balance point. This awareness is the balance point. Pause, relax, and accept helps us remain present at the tip of the moment where it's all unfolding here and now. So let your priority be with pause, relax, and the contemplation offered by the Buddha on illness, the vulnerability of the body to sickness, injury, disease, as it actually is. Pause. Relax. And just noticing the experience right now. You might just for a moment in silence now reflect on your practice. How's the pause? Not just while you're speaking, but while you're listening. Are you exploring, relax, accept, allow as you touch this tender fact of the human experience, this vulnerability of the body. Pause. Relax. Letting the meditating mind do its work. See things as they actually are. Pause. 
relax, accept. Continuing practice. And taking a a moment now just to offer your gratitude, if you feel any, to your partner for being present with you in practice. And we'll join in the whole group. Thank you very much for your practice. Thank you very much. Midday meal. But I just wanted to take a moment and see if there were any short observations about your practice just before we do that? I noticed in my, um, in the practice that I actually like saw like an inner vision. I mean, is that part of it. I mean, I saw like a bird fluttering when I was focusing on a, like a body sensation. And then I noticed uh, just all of a sudden I saw like kind of a veins with blood going through the veins and I saw like little dots of light. Uh-huh. And I just, I don't know if that's, that's just the natural... Well, you know, when we start noticing, sometimes we'll notice things that have been there all along. Uh, Sometimes we will notice that the mind makes things. Uh, This is similar to, you know, silent practice in that way. Um, And either way, it's just what's noticed in the pause. It's what mindfulness knows. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Someone could uh, uh, bring the microphone to the back of the room. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Greg. It is such a grateful to you. Uh, this is a, a unusual method that I cannot sit much because my physical ah uh, yeah 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 and you you also mentioned the look at the sickness and death and and pause and um, allow and accept these are great practice to me and mm. it's so comforting and uh, uh, my heart becomes so such a warm <laughs> and uh, thank <laughs> you so nice. much yeah. my partner she mm. was uh, was wonderful too. Uh, share 
our yeah. our stories and and this practice. Ah, oh, lovely. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. This is Sue. Yeah. Just uh, maybe just one or two more comments, if if any. Okay, good. That's fine. So it's um, a quarter to one, and uh, we're going to take an hour now for eating and whatever else is needed by the body. Uh, Again, I'd like to invite you to remain with your um, respect for your practice and the practice of the community. So with silence would be a really good thing. And um, so we'll see you at a quarter to two. And when you come back in, just feel free to drop down into your silence. And uh, then, of course, we'll be having more insight dialogue practice also. Okay? Thanks so much for your practice.